I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Hello. You can find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are always liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. We are closer to Thanksgiving, so I wanted to make sure that I took a moment to say blessings to everybody. I hope that you... Enjoy this holiday week, uh, but don't forget about the uh, studies and endeavors of liberty because they are still important. And maybe family traditions, uh, new family traditions could be started with a, a study on the history of the Constitution as a way to be thankful for uh, the country that we live in, for the, the blessings that so many pledged life, fortune, and sacred honor uh, so that we could have liberty here in America. Yeah. You, you know November 25th is Evacuation Day. Yeah. That was celebrated for the longest time. Maybe we, maybe we should do a show on that. We will. I, I intended to for the 25th, but that's that's still about a week away. Yeah. So we'll do that for sure. And, uh, JC, I want us to remember that on uh, Thanksgiving, maybe, because um, we're going to be doing a show on for Thanksgiving and that we should do a show where we highlight those people uh, who sacrificed for us. Yeah. Maybe we could run that into a couple of shows because I understand, you know, people aren't going to be, you know, tuned into news that much. Hey, here's my idea. Why don't we help people start the new tradition of being thankful? And then since today is Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday, then Thursday is Thanksgiving. Why don't we do Wednesday and Thursday as founder shows? Sounds good. And we can help you. And then that way, all to start your new family tradition, you can gather the kids around and the family members around. And we'll talk about the history of liberty and those who gave it to, you know, who sacrificed for us and, uh, and you know, the whole origins of liberty thing. Sounds great. Uh, speaking of liberty, I was on the Wayne Dupree show last night, and uh, Wayne and I go back, way back. Wayne cracks me up. He does. So Wayne and I go way back, but uh, this He's is... in Baltimore, right? Yes. Yeah. Baltimore. 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 <laughs> 
And but this, I think, is the first time I've actually been on his show. I believe that I was a guest a long time ago when I was at a conference. You know, when they do the hot seat oh, conference yeah, sure, things, right? Sure. But this is the first time I've been a, a guest on a show, and it was a really, really great time. And we're going to be posting that on social media so everybody can hear it. And one of the things that we talked about was uh, freedom of the press. Right. And this revocation of Acosta's, oh, is it, air quotes, revocation of Acosta's press corps pass. And it seemed interesting to me because one of the things that... Um, one of the things that Wayne found interesting and apparently his his um, uh, listeners found interesting as well is that uh, freedom of press is not about the media. Yeah. Freedom of press is not in the Bill of uh, the First Amendment. It's not in the Bill of Rights to protect the rights of journalists. And 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 I, and I love being on shows and getting involved with new people because then I find out things that are are interesting and curious to other people. See, you guys here who listen to the Chris Ann Hall show, man, you guys are the cream of the crop, right? Of you're here, you're here buffing out the rough spots. You've got liberty, right? But we go to other places and other shows and we meet new audiences and and this is new stuff. And so I think it's helpful for you to know that there are people out there who think that freedom of press is about journalists. And it's interesting because um, we have this this issue now with the media as well. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I I covered this some time ago on the Christiane Hall show before JC joined us. Uh, we have audio clips, not today, but I have them somewhere. I'll have to dig them up. Uh, audio clips of Diane Feinstein uh, speaking before the Senate saying, um, right, she's a senator, Feinstein, right? Uh, House. Diane Feinstein? Oh, Feinstein, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I was, I had Don't pol- confuse me I, no, because I, no, I, had I get her and Pelosi. I get her and Pelosi confused <laughs> no, in my brain um, all the time. Same way. <laughs> I don't know. What is that phenomenon? Anyway, I have this this um, this audio clip of, of Diane Feinstein on the Senate floor talking about how the laws are there to protect those with, quote, bona fide credentials oh yeah i remember that. you remember that uh-huh. and then dick durbin jumps in and he's talking to cbs i think about how freedom of press has to do with journalists and so i guess it shouldn't be shocking to me that we have this issue of understanding in america that the freedom of press is not about the media the freedom of press as written into our Bill of Rights and our Constitution, is there to remind the people that they have a freedom to disseminate their ideas and their opinions in whatever medium is available. Right, right. It's not about yeah, there was, you went to to Harvard Journalism School. Yeah. Yeah, What when I think of the, you know, the pamphleteers and just yeah. all the writings, you know, at the time of independence and leading up to that from, you know, say, 
Well, well seventeen twenty two was Franklin. James Otis Jr. The old guy. Right? James Otis yeah. Jr. The first stand for liberty came from a lawyer, not from a journalist, right. writing pamphlets and publishing letters yes. and disseminating information about the unlawful nature of uh, searches and seizures without warrants. Exactly. So, so when you say credentials, you know, when these guys say credentials, um, I mean that that in itself implies a control because right, who credentials? We don't where, need where permission. Does, where do the credentials come from? And that's what, what the that whole purpose of the First Amendment, is that we don't need government approval and we don't need government credentials. Let me read to you, Silence Do Good, 1722. Without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom and no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech, which is the right of every man, uh-huh. as far by it as he does not hurt or control another. He says, and this is the only check it ought to suffer and the only bounds it ought to know. We don't need credentials to to have the government to protect our rights. We don't need certification from the government that we are somehow approved. And this is this is the problem that I have, right? And this is, we talked about this eons ago on the Chris Ann Hall show something came up with the press corps I think it was actually back in when when Obama kicked that guy that guy out we had this conversation and I said look uh this classification of of White House press corps is a very dangerous slippery slope yeah in you're familiar with this JC because we talk about this not I mean in regular conversation. Isn't that crazy? JC and I talk about law in regular conversation. In law, we have this principle that says bad facts make bad law. And that's what this whole White House press corps thing establishes. And way back when I was talking about this, I said, look, because you have... You have Diane Feinstein talking about bonnie fide credentials. You have Dick Durbin talking about how the freedom of press is there to protect journalists. Now you have a situation where you have these credentialed White House press corps. And people are going to be like, well, you know, that's how you get it. And then you're going to conflate freedom of press with the White House press corps and you're going to establish a right in the means in which a right is not to be established. Yeah. Right? Because well, you don't have, um, this, is, this is a very delicate thing to say, you don't have a right to have, uh, f- how, do you, how do you, well, all right. I don't, I don't know how to say this. Well, let's talk about the so the press what we're talking about the press credentials the right. press pass. So right. when they right. took right. when they took um uh Jimmy Boy's uh press pass. Mm-hmm. Right? What that that's not a that's not a a credential yes. Yes. that makes him press. Right? right? right. So right. so he's not the press because yeah, the argument got me back the, on track. Yeah, the, ar- the argument in court, right? The right. judge Well, first off the judge uh the judge didn't rule about that. Okay, the judge. The judge don't issue rulings. Okay, well the judge, the judge, um, the order, whatever his mm-hmm. thing that his he opine. issued. Uh, <laughs> I think he put in a restraint or something. Yeah. But it was not about press. Mm-hmm. It was about due process. So because yeah. it was really weird, everybody was like, 
well, especially the liberal media. Oh, the judge sides with Acosta. Right. No, the judge did not side with right. Acosta. The judge simply said, um, let him have a temporary press pass until the issue is decided because, because and, and I think the judge, they were saying Fifth Amendment. So there, he deserves a process to right. deprive him of this. Now, I don't necessarily agree with all those details, but, but the idea... Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a process. So, nevertheless, he didn't say. I don't think anything was in there Imagine about the that. press. A right? judge concerned process. about due process. Well, he's a Trump appointee too, or a Trump nominee, whatever. Nominee. Uh, so, but 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 talk about the credentials. So that right. thing gives him permission to be on White House grounds. That little thing For doesn't security. define him as right. press. So For whoever, security purposes. Yeah, so whoever holds this pass is press. So if you don't have this pass, you're not press. Now let's go back to what. What uh, Silence Duguid said, he said, uh, it, which is the right of every man as far by it as he does not hurt or control the right of another. This is the only check it ought to suffer, the only bounds it ought to know. And when we get back from the break, we need to, we will get into this in detail. And I'm going to show you why Acosta was not deprived of anything, but that he himself relinquished his liberty. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, and we are talking about freedom of press. We're talking about Jim Acosta. We're talking about, what did you call him, Jimmy Boy? Oh, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Boy. Jimmy Boy. Jimmy Crack Corn. Jimmy Crack Corn. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> Stop it. At least you didn't sing it that time. <laughs> Just saying. So anyway, we have this um, we have this press pass revoked from Jim Acosta. And now we have the liberal media conflating a press pass yeah. with freedom of press. Right. OK. And I want to remind everybody of of what uh, Benjamin Franklin said in Silence Do Good 1722. He said, without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom. Without, uh, without uh, no such thing as public liberty, without freedom of speech. I don't know what happened. My eyes just glazed over or something. Which is the right of every man, not pressed credentialed. But, um, every man. Every man. As far by it as he does not hurt or control the right of another, this is the only check it ought to suffer, the only bounds it ought to know. So what we need to remember here is a press pass is not confirmation of a right. Yes. Okay? It is it is an access, all right? And number 2, it is uh it is Acosta who violated that principle of liberty by controlling the right of another, by taking over the press con- conference. He he literally became a heckler's veto. Because he he prohibited everyone else from speaking, and he did not, he did potentially hurt physically a press passer. And I'm not saying he caused her physical damage, but the crime of battery does not require harm. Right. It's an un 
it's an unwanted, unpermissive touching contact, right? And that's and that's what happened. So in his, uh, of course, the trend, in his zeal. Now the if trend, you will, the trend for these guys is to insert intent, no. even when that's not part of the no, law. No, that's not part of the law. You don't have to intend to. So, so watch for that. Yeah. Right. Right. So here we have the liberal media, obviously now all with their panties in a wad, Jimmy Boy as well, because of this. Now, nobody revoked CNN's access, okay? They just said Acosta cannot come here because his behavior is inappropriate for this forum. You should be the attorney on this. So uh, can... Can or could Acosta report uh, the news and issue absolutely uh, reports elsewhere? Yeah, absolutely. Are, are there As other journalists fact, at CNN who are reporting that absolutely. don't have access to the White House? Not only that, he's not kicked out of the White House altogether. Just out of the press corps room. He could stand okay. outside the press corps room and report there. Aren't there other reporters that do that? Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, historically speaking. So do they not have? Yeah. See, this is where we need to get into a little history lesson. Because people, uh, there's this millennial phenomenon that uh, that occurs. Uh, and we've, that if it didn't happen yes, during their birth. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Or yeah. if it did happen during their birth, it is always been that way yeah, it's a strange phenomenon reality strange. exists in a vacuum no I, for these, I, these it's, guys it's like um it's like that that toddler phenomenon of permanence can we say lefty millennials lefty millennials Be- because oh we yeah yeah, know, yeah 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 oh so sorry guys we know i am so huge, sorry of the liberty millennials yeah, yeah, right huge crowd so the lefty millennials met. my bad i'm really really sorry so i think psychologically speaking this is like the, the, the toddler phenomenon of permanence. Yeah, you're right. Right? Uh-huh. If it's the toddlers have this psychological uh, issue with their yeah. underdeveloped when, frontal when lobe. something goes behind, then... It's then gone. You it, know, it's why you can no hide longer, your eyes right, from a no toddler. Like, no longer exists. And if it's there, it's always been there, right? Yeah. So... Um, That's why peekaboo is so fun. This press corps thing is relatively new in society. So... Uh, there is actually a a rumor story that the press corps started with Teddy Roosevelt, that he walked outside one day and he saw some saw the journalists standing in the rain trying to find a place to be dry oh, wow. so that they could you know uh, report on the news. And Teddy Roosevelt says, "No, come in out of the rain and I'll help you." But there's actually a more developed and political history to that. We'll cover when we get back from the break. Arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction We cry revolution Standing together and without permission Soldiers for truth in the war of attrition The love of our country As our The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. But I'm only a stranger here. I'm a long, long way from my home. 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. Hey, you guys are asking me a lot about that about that bumper on uh, on uh, social media. That is Jordan Page and his uh, song Liberty. Man, it gets stuck in my head too. I I walk around yeah. singing that. I know. Oh, you were yesterday. Yeah. You were singing it. So everybody, sorry about the hot mic moment there. <laughs> I don't think they heard you. You don't think they heard you? Yeah, it's Jordan it Page, man. It's good stuff. He's got good stuff. JC and, and I have a new forum, so I'm starting to get, I'm trying sorry. to get used to it. <laughs> somebody asked me about all the bumpers, like wh- what are the name of all the bumpers? And I, I didn't know all, know all of them. I think Miriam, and our friend Miriam in Chicago asked me. Oh, okay. Uh, and I didn't answer back. I know a couple. One's Nora Jones at the end, right? Nora Jones and, is um, the American anthem at the end. And uh, Jordan Page is the one that we just heard. I know um, there's revol- is a revolution. Revolution in there? Diplo? is uh-huh. by Diplo. Revolution. And then uh, I don't know. I'll have to. I it's been so long since I made them. I, I don't yeah. even register in my brain anymore. There's like anymore. a '70s guitar riff in there. I don't. Yeah, which one I don't that know. Is. I don't know. I'll have to listen to. It. Maybe I'll listen to the next break and then and I'll tell everybody when we come back. But the very yeah. very last one is Nora Jones' anthem, right. and I can't listen to that song because every time I listen to that song, I cry. So, so mellow. <laughs> Oh, but I find it inspirational. Maybe it's the the woman in me that brings out the man in... No, sorry. Now I'm singing. Anyway. <laughs> okay, press corps. Right. Press corps, right? So the history of the press corps. You've got this crazy story about the hero Teddy Roosevelt pulling man, the journalists the out of the rain. The progressives love to lionize Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> and, 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 well, a, and, the, the and the Republicans... Put pictures up of him too, right? I've never understood that. Like the founder of (laughs) the progressive movement in the Republican Party, and we've been to many of these the GOP uh, dinners and fundraisers and things like that. And there's all this uh, Teddy Roosevelt idolatry. It's just bizarre. I think you guys not know who this guy is. Yeah, right. It's just weird. So let's just all right. So let's get into this history lesson about the press corps, so we can have. Uh, an understanding of what this really means. All right, go. There were no press conferences with journalists until the second administration of Grover Cleveland. Okay. Okay. And it was very disorganized, and it was just simply a you know a few people. There was no press pass or anything like well, that. Well, didn't Franklin Roosevelt wasn't he the one that started the fireside chats or whatever? So on the television, of, he was the yeah, first okay. one that brought it to well, the ra- television. That was radio, and then there was a right tele- radio and television. Yeah, right. that thing, State right, of the right. Union. I don't even remember. Okay, so begins with Grover Cleveland. Now William McKinley is the president after Grover Cleveland, and he begins to invite the the press to regular briefings that are conducted by him or by his assistants and it is it is it is uh William McKinley that establishes this forerunner of the presidential press conference okay and here's the thing William McKinley does this because he is a political genius right he doesn't do this as a way to inform the people. He realizes that there is a huge political advantage to the press putting him into the media on a regular basis. Yeah, sure. sure. Right? He also is the guy who um, 
recognize the uh, advantage of political, the political advantage in uh, mailers and printed propaganda. So you have William McKinley, who is bringing in the real politicization of the press. He's a real marketing-minded guy. He's very marketing-minded guy, right? So, uh, by the way, this is a little bit of history you can get from the MillerCenter.org, which is a publication, a group of the University of Virginia. Now, we also have a report, uh, a, a really interesting history from the History News Network uh, from Columbia College of Arts and Sciences. And they give, they give a little bit more detailed uh, history. Now, what we have now is this press corps starting in the second administration of Grover Cleveland. It is expanded through William McKinley. Um, and what happens is, is these journalists just come in and they sit around the, in the Oval Office or they have this big table that's out in the, the lobby that they all you know, congregate at. Then you have the, the endearing story of Teddy Roosevelt. And then you really don't have any more advancements with this press corps until Woodrow Wilson. Oh, he's a piece of work. Yeah. So he held the first official press conference in March of 1913. And as the history goes, it it didn't quite work out so well. But then Calvin Coolidge, okay, even though history calls him Silent Cal, he held the most press conferences, 521 sessions or an average of 93 a year. Wow. Now, Roosevelt, you I think you have a picture there of Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, he was the one that was famous for bringing them into the Oval Office to gather around the desk. But it was Truman who said this we're we're not going to do this this yeah, way. It's out of control. This is out <laughs> of control. Can you imagine? Right. Can you imagine Jim Acosta around Trump's desk? Can you imagine any of these liberal, aggressive, zealous media's zealots, as you were, uh, standing around Trump's desk? I mean, I don't think it'd be much different than what you have. I mean, that thing. Yeah, those guys are out of control. They've been out yeah. of control every press conference. It's bizarre, right? And and you you know you played the clip not too long ago with the uh, press with Obama. It wasn't like that. I no. mean, they were. Well, they were out of control in a different way. They were, yeah, they were cheering, cheering like a bunch him of on, cultists. Cheering him on. Just bizarre. All right. So the the point of this history that I wanted to make, JC, is that uh, freedom of press existed long before the White House press corps. Right. Okay? Yeah. So it, long before not, the White House press corps. Yeah. In other words, it's not a frequent. It's fairly new and not it's a frequent. It's fairly new. Not a frequent thing. Not a frequent thing. And if freedom of press only dealt with journalists, we'd have some serious issues. Right. So this is not something that was instituted by the founders. Right. This is something that was, believe it or not, instituted by the progressive movement. Yeah. And so what we have now um, are are the credentials that are given through this White House press corps. And here's the problem. If you go to Wikipedia. Right. I know. Don't groan. If you go to Wikipedia, they give you the list of the current people and agencies on the White House press corps. See, the fact that it's you can large. have a list, right, is is just ridiculous. I, and and this well, is that's the, the point. interesting thing about the the what I can imagine the argument would be in the in court. So, are you saying 
these are the only people that have a right, right. Uh, freedom of press. It's right. just it's just strange. To, the the notion that Acosta's First Amendment rights were violated. It seems it seems really preposterous to me. Well, and and here's that the here's the bad facts make bad law, right? Because we are conflating freedom of press with journalists and a press corps. Right. Then your court, and this is what I said those eons ago, your court is going to be left in a situation where they're either going to have to know the truth and say, look, you guys can't conflate these two terms. And, and we're not going to conflate these two terms or they're going to have to they're going to have to do the bad facts, make bad law thing and say, OK, you have a right to freedom of press and you have a right to this press corps pass. This is where I don't have which confidence. means you and I get together. We go up to the White House and we demand our white our, our press corps yeah. pass because we are journalists but we see we don't have bona fide credentials right because diane feinstein said being on the internet doesn't give us bona fide credentials which goes back to okay who who determines that yeah who gives who issues the credentials and who makes those standards who defines that which is i think you have a quote about uh madison or whoever was talking about the uh, where they could define it Right. Oh, no, it's Hamilton, actually. When you talk about the press, if we put that in there, they're going to all of a sudden they're going to think they have the right to define the uh, press so they can uh, defend it. Yeah, that's Federalist. It's 83 or 84. I can't recall right off the top of my head, but he's talking about it's 83 because he's talking about the ratification of the Bill of Rights. And Hamilton says, hey, uh, uh, what about this liberty of press? But this he is says, he says, how how can you define it yeah, right. without opening the well, doors for evading it? Yeah, you're going to give yeah. handles to the government. Right. But this is where I was going to say I don't have confidence in the attorneys arguing these things because this is going to be they're going to argue this probably. Yeah. Right. With the restraint order. And I guess they're seeing as a lawsuit or cost as a lawsuit or whatever. And then, right. you know, Fox came out behind this. Uh, we support Jim Acosta and all this kind of nonsense. Um it was pure confusion and ignorance, and I don't have confidence in these attorneys to argue this stuff correctly and make the right points, because you you kind of have to. In most instances, you have to guide the judge. I mean, you have to you have to argue the oh, case. What do you and, mean? In most that that's the whole point right, of an advocate you're, you're is telling to guide them, the judge. Yeah, you're telling them, this is this is what we think the decision should be, and this is why. So you're you're really telling the judge what to do. Mm-hmm. In the I mean, that's your job, right? Right. Um, you know, or ju- if you're jury trial you're speaking the jury right you're telling the jury you're educating the judge you're educating the jury because judges don't know everything about everything and that's why you're there and and they're and they may come with their own like they may share this view of acosta and cnn and fox right so the judge may be sitting there and if an attorney can make the the right argument and give them the truth then the judge go oh i didn't think of it that way that right yeah you're right you're right i you know and you can make them see it um, so it really rests on the attorney so many times. And that's why I say I don't have confidence. And, and you're talking about this government attorneys. And you know right. you know as well as I do. We talk about this all the time. Most of them are federal supremacists in these positions. And, and they, they sort of lean toward uh, government power, right, right. Or, or whatever power structure. So it's all about power and force. So they don't, they don't typically make a liberty argument, right? That's right. That's right. So anyway, you you should be arguing this case. <laughs> you should be in there. Yeah, and and I think and I keep thinking now, uh, now that that we have this this history of the White House press corps in our covers, 
how how does this help us understand about the politicization of of the office of the president through the press right you've got uh jefferson who says in 1807 nothing can now be believed which is seen in a newspaper truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle the real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront facts within their knowledge of the with the lies of that day now you can get that t-shirt uh, at yep. our at our t-shirt Liberty store at, at Teespring yeah. at Teespring Liberty Gear and uh, JC will put up a uh, t-shirt again after the break Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Oh, welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I was zoned out there for a second. I was uh, the the bumper going into the break is Imagine Dragons Believer. Okay, that's a that was a little uh, hat tip to Colton because when yeah, I made that bumper, he was a huge Imagine Dragons fan, and now he's 21 Pilots, right? So I'd have to find a 21 Pilots bumper. Um, I don't remember. I don't know the riff that plays I in that other remember. one. I don't know. Maybe some of you guys recognize that, our, our, our guitar people. So um, we have uh, all of this in, uh, information for you on the First Amendment uh, on freedom of speech, freedom of press, and I'm actually putting up a course this week called uh, Right versus Protest at Liberty First University. And so you can find Liberty First University at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Do you want to put up that that thing for them so they can see that there? It's, it's Yeah. And so uh, libertyfirstuniversity.com. Hey, what about a great Christmas present? For the liberty lovers in your life, for those potential liberty lovers, give them a subscription to Liberty First University. And we have uh, the T-shirts. Don't just pontificate. Educate. educate. And yeah. the the quote that we gave you before from Thomas Jefferson is at Teespring. You can find that uh, link on the website. You can find it on the show website. Yep. And uh, you can find it. On Facebook and Twitter, we've been doing it. Oh, and JC and I have been posting it on Instagram. Right. Uh, T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts. Mugs. Coffee mugs, right? Phone cases. Phone cases. And JC has promised me that he's going to put up a couple new Mm T-shirts. First and foremost, women. Yep. We need a women's reminder. Mercy Otis Warren T-shirt. So let me me explain to you what's, what's going on here. Let's just sort of wrap this up. Freedom of press is not about journalists. It's not about bona fide credentials, and it's not about access to the White House. Yeah, okay? it can't be about credentials. It cannot. That's right. It cannot be about credentials. Freedom of press, as written by those who wrote the First Amendment, was so that we could disseminate our thoughts, our ideas, our opinions in whatever medium is available to us. Internet, Facebook, Twitter, pamphlets, Whatever, right? Jim Acosta violated the principle 
of liberty in his uh, behavior. That it, you cannot hurt or control the right of another. So Jim Acosta relinquished his right by violating the principle of natural law that says your freedom of speech knows no bounds other than you cannot control or harm the right of another. Well, first of all, first off, he's he's not being uh, press with the permission no. of, of the White House. And that okay. was point number two. He can be press anywhere. But he was participating in in that press corps, right. right, having access to that location and that event by permission of the White House. Right. A Ooh. permission which has very recently in American history began, which proves to me you don't need a White House press corps, especially in today's day and age. But the point you is, don't need people there. They could chat sure. in other ways. But I and my point is he's not there by right. So mm-hmm. answer this for me. Do you do you have a right? And the answer may be yes. Do you have a right to access the White House? I believe uh, that you have a right to have access to the White House. Okay. Do you have the right to then to having having access to the White House? Do you have the right to access it on your own terms at any time and do anything? any way you want no because that's not liberty okay so it, so it's reasonable for the president as the representative of the white house at that event and, and in control of the conduct of, of that mm-hmm. event it is is it reasonable for him to set some kind of constraints some some type of without violating someone's liberty the right and the constraints have to be content neutral neutral not based on who you are, not based on where you come from, not based on what you're going to say, but based on respecting the rights and the liberties of others. And that's what Jim Acosta violated. And that's why he ought to be suspended. All right, guys, thank you so much for your time. We will see you tomorrow. God bless. Let me know.